Sacramento. Welcome to the program. I believe there were some conveniently left out lyrics there to start the show. It's good. You know what I mean? We got to keep it clean gotta here. Keep it family friendly. <laughs> Welcome on in. You know? Sacktown Sports 1140 alongside the one, the only Chris Watkins. I am Zachariah. We have four hours, I believe, for your listening pleasure. And we ton to get to, Chris. Ton to get to on Mondays. Mondays are like gifts. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like Christmas. I wish we could spread Mondays throughout the week. We were joking with that. Yeah, Yeah, with Jason. You know what I mean? Especially in the summer. He brought up a good point. You could take a couple of weeks in the fall and put them in the summer. You'd be good to go. I did my first sports summer this summer, and Uh uh, it's learn the hard way. It's as tough as advertised. (laughs) Of course, Whitey made it as as easy as it could have been. But man, oh man, it was. uh, There were some there were some days where we were both looking at each other. Like, did you find anything? Because I sure didn't. (laughs) What do you you got? That's that's why you appreciate days like today, where it's (laughs) like there's again almost like too much to get. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And um, you can check us out on YouTube. We are live streaming. Just check out Sacktown Sports. You can follow me on Twitter. I made it easy for you. You just got to click the link. I'm at Zach Sports, Z-A-K Sports. He is at Chris M. Watkins. And, you know, it's kind of a tomato, tomato. We did the poll, and it was a lot closer than I thought it would be in terms of whether or not you'd be watching a Kings preseason game or a Niners preseason game. But I think the Kings take precedent Chris, and I say that because last night did not feel like a preseason game. We were both in the building. Yeah. We enjoyed that fantastic media dinner. It was great. I was chopping it up with <laughs> Tim Roy and the stats guy for Ooh. the Warriors. Forgot his name. Hopefully he's not wow. listening. I think it's, I want to say Bobby G, but Bobby G is also the name of a great pizza joint in my hood. <laughs> so I don't know if it was that. One Chris. or the other. I don't and know. I'm I'll always getting my out. pizza places <laughs> and my, my friends confused. No, but he gave me some great stories that I will get to later. He gave me some Uh-oh. great insight. I mean, you, don't sleep on the stat guys. No, Chris. no, never. Those guys freak. Frequently, we'll see stuff yeah, that, yes. you know, your mainstream media people are too big to For see. Sure. He's like in the trenches. Yeah. So he gave me some ins and outs. We'll get Sounded to that. like a capital J journalist over here. Yes, yes. Okay. It, well, and also, I, I didn't have a seat. Um, you did your best, yeah. I'm sure, I to tried. fight for I really me tried. to get me a seat. Uh, so I just roamed around yeah. Golden One. Yeah. And I was with the people. I yeah. was a man of the people, chopping it up with one guy that took it like it was game seven of the finals. <laughs> uh, met some, uh, met a couple of couples, if you will. And uh, yeah, just had a good time. But good. in general, just looking at the game last night, obviously, did the outcome really matter? No. I mean, no one's going to be looking back on a preseason game. No. But in terms of how it felt, including the PA announcer yeah. <laughs> uh, or whatever, you, the hype guy, forgive my ignorance, is there, is there a difference between the two? Uh, there is. The PA guy is Scott Moak. He's the one that Scott. announces. He's okay. the one who says, you know, Demonis, yeah, yeah, yeah. all that stuff. And then uh, Scott Freshour does the, the Fresh hype. Hour. And yes. I believe he called in earlier. Did I hear that correctly? I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I think he called in to sure Carmichael Day. I did not hear that part yeah, of the I'm not show. Sure. Uh, yeah, I think they have like a love affair. Chris wow. could, uh, could verify yeah. one way or the other. But um, he even said... While he was getting the crowd hyped, you guys are in mid-season form. Yeah, it's crazy. And it felt like that. It did. It did not feel like a preseason game. There was just I mean, it was it was packed in that building. Mm-hmm. It was it was I think they they officially said it was a sellout. Yeah, they said there were 17,884 people in the building. You know, there was some sporadic empty seats, but for a preseason game, game 3, like Obviously, it was the first, you know, game in Sacramento so far this season. So I think that's why there was such a big attendance and obviously the Warriors as well. But 
the the energy didn't have to be there just because the people were there didn't mean that uh they had to show up the way they did and and, and i mean they were making noise it wasn't like the playoffs where it was 95% or 98% Kings fans. There was more of the traditional 30 to 40% Warrior fans in the building. And, you know, it was, I don't want to say it was nice because it did get annoying, uh, but it was, it was cool to have that kind of environment again uh, where, you know, there's not many, many cities that can share that, that proximity and share a fan base area. And, and I think it is fun sometimes to get into those environments where the crowd is, is kind of split, and I, I think it was a it, it led to a really really cool uh, environment, especially down the stretch in a preseason basketball game. Yeah, for sure. I, I was gonna ask you two percentages, and I didn't prepare you for this, so my apologies. But okay. I was gonna ask you what percentage do you think it was full f- from my eye? It looked to be about eighty to eighty five percent full. You, yeah, you, I'd say eighty five. You mentioned this, yeah. bro. Okay, yeah. and then I was gonna ask you percentage of Warriors fans, which felt like like what did you yeah. say thirty to forty? Thirty to forty percent, something like probably. that. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't quite split even, but uh-huh. there was. I mean, there was a good handful of Warrior fans there, and you know maybe they were just a little bit more vocal towards the end, but or more in so in my section. But it felt like there was. Definitely a good a good spread of Warrior fans. You could definitely building. hear when the Warriors scored, yes. which is never great. Right. But uh, but you were saying in the playoffs it wasn't like that. No, in the playoffs it Way wasn't like that Kings, at yeah. all. No, it was it was because that was a fear. I mean, because yeah. during the regular season and especially when the Kings were going through their playoff drought, mm-hmm. sometimes I we would hope that it would be a 50-50 split. Sometimes it would be really forty war. Yeah, absolutely. In the bad days. In the bad days. Gotcha. In the really, really bad days yeah, where yeah, it was yeah. like Kings fans were like, there's no reason for us to show yeah. up and Warrior fans are like, this we is the only way it. I can <laughs> see this. Way team. cheaper than seeing them exactly. at all. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, it, it's it's nice to, you know, it, it felt kind of regular to have that environment back but of course I'll take the 95-5 yeah. split every single day of the week but uh still it was it was a really good showing I'll, I'll sacrifice some warrior fans if it meant it was a better basketball environment and I think it's it was it was fun to kind of have you know some adversaries in the building as well yeah. so I had I had one young lady as I so I went to the place where I guess uh Christy and our very own help me out here Henry Turner I guess they do a show on the stage. Not up Doug there. though. Doug coaches, so it's not Christy. Oh, what? Who were they talking about? Are you talking about Game Night with Scott? Marsh oh, I'm sorry, and Matt Barnes. No, 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 Matt Barnes. About? Oh, the NBC. Matt Barnes studio. and not even Henry. Matt Barnes and uh, who's our other guy? Kenny? Uh, yeah, Kenny. What? Do Kenny? Oh. Okay. I, okay. Forgive me. This is really not my fault. This is what the lady came and asked me. Gotcha. Uh, one of the ushers. She was asking me. She's like, "Are you are you here for that?" Because she yeah. saw my media thing, yeah, yeah. which I quickly then tucked my media thing because yeah. I realized I didn't want to be identified as that while I was out there. But then I had another young lady come up to me and go, "Do they hate you?" And I was like, <laughs> "Excuse me." She's like, "Do they hate you?" And I said, "I mean, some people I think probably That's a hate me." Terrible like, what, question. What do you mean? She goes. She goes. She goes. Well, I'm a Warriors fan. And keep in mind, I had a purple yeah, had, shirt like, on. I had yeah. purple kicks on. Like, I did not look like a Warriors fan. And I'm not a Warriors fan, for the record. And I was like, no. Nah. She's like, well, you know, all the Kings fans hate me. And I'm like, okay. Anyways, That's we kept so it moving. Random. But, yeah, that was just uh, some of many uh, fan stories that I have. But in terms of on yeah. the actual court, I think the players took it like a regular season game. Now, granted, no Steph, obviously, no mm-hmm. Draymond. But what I really liked – and this is always going to stick with me until Domas shows me something different because that was the biggest thing that stood out as I rewatched all seven of those playoff games prior to doing a lot of work up here. Mm-hmm. Domas was the biggest thing where it was not only Kevon Looney looking like a superstar, but Domas just not looking like the all-NBA player that he was. 
He had a great game, mm-hmm. and I think he specifically – he probably remembers that better than you and I do, Chris. That yeah. sticks with players more than it does with us. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was it was that's that was the biggest positive I think I took from the King side of things was Domas's performance. It was a pretty classic Domas performance, just dominated from from the opening tip. Uh, what he finished off with a double double, of course, mm-hmm. uh, five assists as well. So, uh, yeah, that was really good to see. Hit a couple triples, which I think is really big, especially Out there looking like Steph. Team. Yeah, pulled it was, the first one, hit it, said, I'm gonna pull the second yeah. one. I was like, easy, dog. Yeah, no, but, and yeah. He, he hit a nice little uh, one hand floater as well. And I think that's that's big to put on tape, especially against this Warrior team who, yeah, you mentioned how, how they made him look really, really bad in that playoff series. That was mainly because they they exploited his his hesitancy to take that mid-range jump shot and I think him hitting those two threes was I, I could but I don't want to say you know obviously the Warriors aren't going to take that and, and have a new unlocked fear of Demonis Sabonis hitting threes against them but I think it's important to show teams that he's going to be willing to take that shot this year that that you can't just back up into the paint and and you know essentially freeze him out or or, or make him get into his own head mm-hmm. he's got to show a a resilience and he's got to he's got to pull that thing if it's there and it was really good to not only see him shoot it but also drill uh both of those threes yeah for sure well king's kingdom i don't know if that's a coin phrase yet but you told me there wasn't one yet yeah. that's the one that i'm rolling with maybe we should put it on the poll yeah. Let's come up with three good ones for the Kings fans fandom and let's come up with a name for it and put okay. it up there. But I'm going to say Kings Kingdom. Were you at the game? And if you weren't, if you watched it on TV, it was on ESPN. I saw Richard Jefferson as I was getting lost in the media yeah. uh, area he trying to out. figure everything he out. out a little oh, bit. Yeah. He's pretty he's tall a, and he's, he's got that dude. shiner on yeah, top he of does. his head. So. For sure. But what did you make of the game? 916-339-1140. And coming up next, Chris, something I'm not going to pat myself on the bat yet, even though I just did, but something that I said that then I thought I was wrong because of Mike Brown quotes, but actually happened last night. We'll get into that and much more reaction from the Kings Warriors game last night. 916-339-1140. You're listening to Chris Watkins, Zachariah, right here, Sacktown Sports. Your flagship station for the Bean Team, Sacktown Sports. Yes, sir. Welcome back to the program, Sacramento. Alongside Chris Watkins, I am Zachariah. This is Sacktown Sports, 1140. Join the program. You can be heard or read, 916-339-1140. Jump up in the chat, which is already popping. They got their own thing going, Chris. We yes. are live streaming on YouTube. <laughs> if you check out the YouTube chat, people are, you know, what you have for breakfast? What are you Always. doing later? You know what I mean? Shout out Dave uh, W in the chat who says, uh, let's just drop the the king from King's Kingdom and let's just welcome to the kingdom. Okay. Fits a lot. Ben more. on the call line suggested the same thing. Just call it the kingdom. Yes. I like it. All right. Damn, we're getting okay. Yeah, that's pretty bold, but I like it. You know what I mean? I like it. Yeah. yeah. I think I think it works. And uh, I think the next the the thing that I'm more pressed about is uh, trying to figure out. You know how they have like uh, Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. like that area outside oh, of the Raptors. Oh, I see what you're doing. There's always, uh, you know, they call their fan section outside, yeah. like the watch party something. Yeah, that's been thrown around a couple times. Hey, keep like, these uh, ideas to yourself. We could do this on the side. Well, they've Easy. talked about it before. In Go the past. meet with sales. They, uh, what's oh, the, okay, uh, it's already been the done. Game of Thrones court. They try to King's call Landing. It that. King's Landing. King's Landing. Uh, that's yeah. That's like the location. I of nominate Doko Loco. 
Broncos as my bet. That's not bad. That is really, really not bad. Coming up bottom of the hour, we'll probably be the only show to go a half hour without talking about the Niners' loss. Finally, a blemish for the San Francisco 49ers. The first game in which Brock Purdy started and ended and had an L at the end. It's over. Season's over. I'm going to make... <laughs> Man. Well, that's an overreaction. I'm going to make the argument that I'm still comfortable that the Niners are going to win that game, that they're still undefeated and they're <laughs> going to win the game, and also why we'd be having a totally different conversation if one thing didn't happen. I'm a Mr. and I've told you this before, Chris, I'm a Mr. woulda, coulda, shoulda guy. Mm-hmm. And if something woulda happened differently, then we wouldn't be having the conversations that I think not right. only locally but nationally is going to be had right. over the course totally. of the week. Yeah, if Jake Moody makes that kick, the Niners win. So yeah, and, go. and, and I got because I wrote this down in live time before the kick even happened. Yeah. I wrote this down like I want to bring this up on the radio. So That's we'll great. do that. We'll do that bottom of the hour. But right now uh, we continue to react to the Warriors Kings game from last night. The thing that I teased. The thing that I said that was going to happen, which I thought got the kibosh mm-hmm. put on it, when Mike Brown said, you know, we're going to mess with, you know, the two and three rotations, but the starting five is not going to be tinkered with. Well, much to my surprise, help mm-hmm. me out with the name again, who announces the starting lineups. They're both... Scott Moak. Both Scots. Yes. Scott yes. Moak. All right, I'm going to write that down. Apparently, Scott Moak was the one who joined the morning show today. Ah. There we go. Oh, okay, okay. So nice. I, I was close. I had I, I had the Scott part right. Yes. Um, so he announces Duarte in the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I had predicted, which I think I'm probably going to end up being wrong on, but I'm okay with being wrong, is that they're going to have more starting rotations than any other team in the league because I think they have so many different ways that they can go, whether it's big or small, whether it's you know defensive or offensive, whatever it is. I think what one thing that everybody can agree on is that the Kings are deep. But what you saw was Herter out of the lineup. And one of the things that I've been reading, Chris, and you can help me out with what you've been hearing, is that this is a message from Mike Brown to the team that if you do not play well defensively, you could find yourself on the outside looking in in terms of whether it's just the second part of the rotation or the first part of the rotation. But Duarte over Herder, your thoughts on that just initially? Yeah, I, I, I definitely was surprised to say the least. I mean, I, I just thought that, you know, like we talked about, I believe it was last week, Mike Brown has just been really, really stern in, in keeping that, that starting lineup group together. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely a big part of it was, was the defensive edge that, that Duarte can possibly bring. And I think we've seen uh, a good bit of that so far in this preseason, but Mike Brown also said, I don't know if he's just trying to throw water on the flames a little, but he said, it's not really anything to, to draw big conclusions from. And for the most part, it's essentially just getting these guys a run with that lineup. And it doesn't necessarily mean that he's looking at making it the starting lineup, but with Duarte and then Sasha Vizankov starting the, the previous preseason game before last night, it was more just an opportunity to see, okay, these guys in the preseason format, they don't get to play a lot with Demonis Sabonis. They don't get to play a lot with De'Aaron Fox because it is a, a true first and second unit so far in the preseason. Mm-hmm. And so some of it is also, hey, let's see what Duarte looks like in extended minutes with Sabonis. And, and getting that opportunity, a lot was made – uh, when Duarte was traded here about his prior connection with Sabonis in in Indiana and how how well they played off each other in the dribble handoff game. And I think a, 
a portion of seeing Duarte in the starting lineup last night was simply just to see, okay, how how does that look together? We hear a lot about how that connection looks, and of course they see it in practice, but in real time, in in an actual game, how does how does Chris Duarte play off Demonis Sabonis? And I, I think it it looked really positive for the minutes that he was able to play, but of course he 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 ended up having to leave. Uh, in that first half with a knee injury. So so Herter ended up having to start the second half anyway. But, um, yeah, I, I would say that it's 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 intriguing. It, it's definitely got my attention, but I don't – even if it does happen, even if Chris Duarte does enter the starting lineup, I don't think it's anything permanent because I would like to remind people that KZ Akpala started the first two games for the Kings last year. So <laughs> things can yeah. change quickly. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I, I, I don't think that it's any sort of sign – that it's going to happen. What I do think is that it was a message from Brown, and I think that ultimately Brown is going to have a much shorter leash in terms of what guys do defensively specifically. Mm-hmm. And I think you saw that. And you remember the first game, everybody was talking about why didn't Sasha get in there mm-hmm. earlier, right? And then, you know, and then he talked about how, you know, he, he's been great offensively. We know how great he can be offensively, but what can he do defensively? Right. And in this instance, I I think he, he's been talking about this for a year, and mm-hmm. I think he gave them a year-long leash, so to speak. I mean, I, I don't think that he's going to be hardcore about it, but I do think he's going to err more on the side of making changes if he, if he's not seeing what he wants defensively than you would normally see from a regular coach. I yeah. think it's going to be different. Put it like this. Year two is going to be different than year one. Yeah, I, I mean, I would definitely hope so because that's – that's. I mean, we've talked about it. Defense is the area where they definitely need to take a leap somewhere. And, and – uh, you know, I would I would hope to see it, and I think if if Mike Brown is going to be serious about it, which we know he takes his defense very seriously, and mm-hmm. even last night did his iconic Mike Brown timeout in thirty seconds. Yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, you know how 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 things are going. He's A lot of coaches it. are doing that now, right? Yeah, but Mike Popovich is probably the king. I I, I would assume that's where Mike Brown learned it from was yeah. from his time with Greg yeah. Popovich. Yeah. But he is he he's not going to waste a possession uh, for a teaching moment, and uh, he he's going to harp on the defense all year long and. That's why it, it was kind of disappointing last night to see Davion's shot not fall. Obviously, it's looked okay. It's been up and down, but he took some tough shots the towards the end of the shot clock in his defense. But yeah, he didn't. Yeah. It, it, I was not very, very impressed in terms of him taking that lead yeah, on the offensive end. He's the guy who, when you talk about them improving on the defensive end, he's he's Best the defender. clear and obvious choice to get more minutes, but. If he's not going to be able to to knock down shots, he did get three assists last night. But uh, if he if he can't create shots for others or, or make shots on his own, that's going to be really tough, and and that's going to be a big part. You know, a big part of uh, Mike Brown keeping uh, the defensive intensity high is keeping guys accountable. And if he feels like he can't pull De'Aaron Fox for defensive reasons because he's afraid to put in Davion Mitchell for offensive reasons. That's obviously less than ideal. So, you know, I, I definitely think Mike in ideal world would love to to start Chris Duarte and, and bring that defensive edge, but it'll be interesting to see how how those guys' offense also, you know, dictates how much play they get because Duarte has has a I guess I, he has now put on film last year that he can go cold from the field and and with this team I don't. I think the offense is so baked into the success that you really can't afford to slump on that end of the floor either. Yeah, and I was glad that your number one takeaway was uh, Sabonis yeah. 
playing so well because I think most people walking away from that game, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think that if you took most people examining or covering or just watching or, you know, whatever, they would say that Duarte was the the highlight of the game last night, if you will. For me, it was way more Domas, not only exercising the loony demons, if you want to call them that, sure. but also just because he, he played fantastically. He was aggressive when I wanted him to be aggressive, not that I'm an NBA head coach, but when I was watching in my personal preference, he was aggressive when I wanted him to be aggressive. He made the right move. When, like Basically, everything that he did on the court really – encouraged me and in terms of Duarte while I was impressed with what he did and he did show some of his offensive prowess he didn't really strike me as a guy that's going to be able to do that consistently and I don't want to make a snap judgment I don't want to take it off of one game but I didn't walk away from his game going he can repeat that on a consistent basis I could be wrong I hope I'm wrong yeah no I mean and yeah I to to go back to the the Sabonis thing the one thing I do want to point out Kavon Looney I don't think they've solved that problem Kavon Looney last I night know. 23 minutes I know still had 14 rebounds I know still had four offensive rebounds I don't get I it I know he's I know that's his thing I know he's great at it It's he not really his thing though Chris it's only his thing against the Kings <laughs> I mean to to that extent yes definitely he that's that's not a normal <sighs> night for him but uh you know they they've got to figure out and I know JaVale didn't play last night and he might be yeah. part of the the plan to kind of slow him down but there's I, nothing more frustrating when you're PTSD watching a game there's nothing more frustrating than an offensive rebound we should put that on the poll we should come up with three of the most uh, like frustrating things when you're watching a basketball game and yeah. rooting for your team or whatever it is not that we do that because we're in the media and we're very professional but when you're rooting for a team three of the most annoying frustrating things i think offensive rebounding is number one turnovers would probably be on there yep. There's some things that we it's can come up with. It's not basketball, but when your team gets a stop on third down and then you see the yellow flag fly yeah. out uh, from the camera shot. For sure. Yeah, that crosses sports. But, yeah, we'll get into that. We got four hours. All right, coming up next, the Niners are officially defeated. Only once. No reason to sound the alarm. I still think they have a chance to win this game. As far as I'm concerned, the game, I'm still comfortable as I am finally wrong in saying that the Niners are going to win comfortably in every, I didn't say every game, but I definitely thought this game, but it ended up coming to fruition. Everybody talking about how good the Browns defense was. It certainly was. We'll get into the Niners and Browns coming up next. You're listening to Chris Watkins and Zachariah right here, Sacktown Sports, 1140. Sacktown Sports. Headlines. Good morning, Sacramento. My name is Kyle Ledbetter, and these are your Sacktown Sports Headlines. The Sacramento Kings played the Golden State Warriors to a 111 tie Sunday night before Jonathan Kaminga led Golden State to a victory in overtime. The Kings made eight three-pointers in the first quarter, and Chris Duarte started in place of Kevin Herter. In football, Debo Samuel is going to undergo an MRI today to determine the extent of a shoulder injury suffered in the 49ers' loss against Cleveland. Christian McCaffrey will also be undergoing tests to determine the extent of the oblique injury that led to him leaving the game in the fourth quarter. Monday night football between Dallas and the Los Angeles Chargers begins tonight at 4.30 p.m. with the pregame show here on Sacktown Sports 1140 and the Sacktown Sports app. Sacramento State football is back at home this Saturday night for a nationally televised primetime game against the Montana State Bobcats. Kickoff is at 7.30 p.m. Get your tickets at hornetsports.com. 
Those are your headlines. Let's return to more of Chris and Co. here on Sacktown Sports. Sacramento's official home for the San Francisco 49ers. Sacktown Sports. Welcome back, Sacramento. Alongside Chris Watkins, I am Zachariah. Coming up at 1045, we do it every time that time in the hour. Fun in the 40s. We all plead the fifth. That's right. Fun in the 40s. We'll do that, 1045, right now. I think we went the longest we could go, Chris, without talking about Niners Browns. Now, I boastfully... Excuse me. I'm sorry, what was that? (coughs) Nothing. (laughs) Squeeze me? Baking powder? Uh, (laughs) um, (coughs) Look, I I had boasted throughout the week, blah, blah. I think I even rolled my eyes at a meal, and I didn't know that a meal could see me on video. So what happened was I better tune into this live stream in about 30 minutes. Oh, he'll be back. Are you boasting out here? I'm just saying. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Are you like a no Niner hater? No, we're just saying Emil is going to join us in a half hour. No, but Emil, uh, no, hang on. We can't really rub this in Emil's face. No, Emil's going to rub it in your face. Oh, (laughs) gotcha. Oh, I'm fine with that. Whatever. I'm still comfortable that the Niners are going to beat the Browns right now. Okay, now, all right, here we go. I didn't realize what you were doing. I thought you were celebrating the Niners' loss. You're celebrating saying, that Emil is going to throw it in my face. Emil's going to be like, well, look who's scoffing now. Yeah, okay, look. <laughs> look, 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 look. All right, okay, so I didn't realize I was going to have to be in defense mode. Can Not I call? yet. No, you you got 30 minutes to get okay. your, your defense ready. I don't, you don't have to do have, it you with you. You don't have to defend Okay, fine. Me. Okay, we're so chilling. then with you, let's yeah, just we're talk chilling. about the game. Yeah, we're, okay. we're good. We're good. Oh, I, then I, you know what? I'm going to call my lawyer in the commercial break, and I'm going to be ready to rock at 11. Uh, we will talk to Emil Fragoso, our Sacktown Sports 49ers insider at the top of the hour. But right now, just reactions to the game. See, I'm trying to separate now my defense against Emil from it's just okay. me and you talking. Yep. But let's just talk about the game. How did how did the game go versus how you thought the game was going to go? Let's yeah, start I mean, there. It was an ugly game, and we kind of knew that. I mean, that was the part that we think we already knew with the weather, weather coming into defense. It. it. And honestly, the weather wasn't, you know, obviously, <laughs> news alert, we weren't there. No. But the, the weather didn't seem like a monsoon a or little bit with A little bit it with It rained Brock. in the first half. It definitely a rained in the Brock. first half. And yeah. I think, you know, when that happens and the ball hits the, the turf at all, you know, mm-hmm. you're going you're gonna to get a wet ball. And I think that's exactly what led to him, you know, having that empty hand on that pump fake and you know we can get into that too in, in the Brock side but I, I just think for the most part that was that was the 49ers going against the best defense in the NFL and and if that's the recipe that it takes to beat the Niners I just I, I don't I that's that's the biggest reason why I just I don't have much fear if I'm a Niner fan after that loss yes obviously you want to win every game but uh, it's honestly it might be a blessing to get this loss out of the way now. You don't want to be undefeated and have that, you know, oh, can we go undefeated in the regular season? That's not healthy to go through your regular season with that. So I think it's it's good that you pick up the loss. It's good that it's a, a justifiable loss. You're in bad weather. You're playing the number one defense in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You have all three of possibly your most important offensive weapons 
go down with some form of injury. McCaffrey with the back, Debo with uh, what, what, what? I don't what what ended up hurting on Debo. I don't even know what, what was it. His They're shoulder, calling it I think? shoulder. Yeah, shoulder. his shoulder. X-rays negative. And then uh, Trent Williams today. also went down with what could he was have right been, back in. But it looked like it could have. You know, if if that thing rolls a little bit further, did not look good. It could have been really really bad. Agreed. So if that's the formula it takes to take down this Niners team. It sucks. It's a bad, bad feeling to to lose that way. But I'm not willing to to make any wholesale changes on my opinion of them. And and I, I think as long as Debo and McCaffrey are relatively healthy, like I, I think that this is just it's a bad week, and you just kind of flush it down the toilet and hope that you know hope that you don't get uh, some bad weather for a while. Did you make anything of the pregame scuffle? Um, not really. No, I mean it's it's fun. It was a great video. Trent Williams, hey, when that Trent thing Williams ended when Trent, yeah, <laughs> when Trent Williams enters the chat, I it goes the same quiet. thing. Yeah. Oh my god, no, they all that wanted to scuffle up. until Trent Williams got involved, and everybody's like, whoa. everybody's like, guys, whoa, 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 hey, why can't, can't we just can't be, we be friends? Yeah. Let's, let's let's leave it out yeah. on the field, gentlemen. But please. then also on the first drive, the Browns commit two personal foul uh, penalties. So I, I felt like. Maybe if you're the Niners, you got to know you're the superior team. Yeah. Like, don't give them, I don't really subscribe or believe into all of that hoopla in terms of getting people motivated. You should be motivated on your own, but just don't give them any reason to get more amped up sure. for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, certainly the pregame fight was just fun for people like us to yep. watch it. And yeah, it was, it, it seemed like it was very much instigated by Debo. Debo and Ayuk. And yeah, then it was I, pretty much a two on team. I also have a rumor that I'm not going to put on air. I'll talk Uh-oh. to you about it in the commercial okay. break. Um, but I, I have some inside info. I don't know if it's true or if it's been reported on, but I'm certainly not going to be the first one to do it. Cause yeah. I don't want to be, you know, I don't want my name dragged through the you mud. Great for clicks. <laughs> for If it's true. Yeah. I would set, I would put this station on the map. Yeah. You know what I mean? We'd be up there. But no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to risk it. I will tell you in the commercial break, though. Uh, in terms of the actual game, it was uglier than I thought. Oh, yeah. Because I thought that, but again, can't don't we have to factor this entire game knowing that Debo and CMC were out? Is it tough to even judge Purdy on now and the weather? Because I do think mm-hmm. there were multiple times where either it slipped or he got a bad snap yep. or there were plays that... that might seem small mm-hmm. while you're watching the game, but they can have a huge impact in terms of your rhythm and how you're going through it. Sure. If that's if that play is made or that throw is made or mm-hmm. that's not a last a lost snap, then you're talking about different field position. You're talking about maybe getting points when you don't. I mean, it totally turns the game around. I have a hard time walking away from that game and going, you know, I have less confidence. I mean, when you're down CMC, who we're talking about yeah. being one of the first non-NFL or, or yeah non-NFL QB, MVP yeah. QBs whatever since Adrian Peterson he's out and yeah. your best wide receiver depending on whether or not you want to say Ayuk or Debo mm-hmm. being out then of course they're going to have offensive struggles yeah. Chris yeah I mean I, I you're think- a Vikings fan you take away <laughs> Jefferson and you take yeah. away it's a you know game. it's a completely Cook game. in his prime or whatever yeah. of course it's a different game yeah 100% it's it's just not as easy and you know, Brock also he's he doesn't leave this game scot free for sure. Like he he definitely threw some bad balls. Yes, and, and it was it was his worst game by it far. was his worst game by far. The interception was was really bad. I think it all kind of had to do with the weather and again the slippery ball. And let's not forget Brock's got some he's got some small hands. He's a small smaller guy, so I think that definitely played a factor. But uh, I think if anything, the thing that this tells us in the long run, the the big big picture is look. 
It might be really good in the regular season, but all it could take potentially here is if they go into Philadelphia in January and that weather isn't isn't ideal, it just it opens the door for the possibility of something like this happening. Now, on the under end on the other end of things, we're not we're talking just about the Niners here, but the Eagles also had a really bad loss to, mm-hmm. to the to the uh, to the Jets. You know, I I think that it's okay if you're a Niner fan. I think this is an okay loss, but definitely it shows signs of of some weak points that you might that might come back to bite you at the end of the year. It kind of reminds me of last King season. There were a couple games, and in particular, there was a TNT game on uh, against the Knicks where the Kings just allowed. It must have been 20 offensive rebounds. And it was just, it was a traumatizing game to go through. Yeah. But then it was even more traumatizing when you learned, oh, that's how your season's going to end, is uh, essentially because of that massive flaw that was exposed in that game. And interesting. It might be last night or yesterday, might have been reminiscent of, of that King situation where that could be a game that we look at three or four or what, what, however long from, from now and we say, hey, that Cleveland Browns game. That was a real indication of what ended up being the death of this team. Bad weather, just not getting in a rhythm, and and a, a really solid defense. I do think that that having a good defense was a big reason why the Browns were able to make that a game yesterday. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. What is that? It, what yeah. is that one flaw from that game that you would have taken away as a sign of what could yeah. beat you later down the line? And you're just saying a really good defense because I mean I you think, could. I think good defense and bad weather. I think getting Brock uh, Purdy to to pass the ball and because Santa Clara can have some bad weather in can, the winter. That's a great point. That yeah. Is, yeah, that's a. Fantastic so it's almost point like you'd too, rather yeah. play the Rams in L.A. or play the Lions Probably. in a dome. No, one hundred. <laughs> you honestly definitely would if you're the Niners for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, anyways, we'll obviously get much more into this game and also the kick and why I think that if woulda, coulda, shoulda, we're having a different conversation. But coming up next, it's time for Fun in the 40s. Kenya Martin, one of my favorite basketball players of all time. Yeah. I think uh, if we're ever together in the summer, we should also make a list of random favorite players that oh, we have in sports. Because sure. Kenyon Martin is so high on my list. Yeah. His time in Cincy, oh man, you're bringing me back. Nostalgia style. But he has strong comments about a player, and I found it to be completely random. But we'll get to that and much, much more around the wacky world of sports with the fifth. We all plead the fifth together. Fun in the 40s. Coming up next, Chris Watkins, Zachariah, Sacktown Sports, 1140. What is your favorite word? Better be Sacktown. Welcome back. Chris Watkins, Zachariah, Sacktown Sports, 1140. Be heard, be read. 916-339-1140. We are on all of those formats behind me what do we got twitter over there am i doing it right i always get it wrong with the cameras got the twitter machine tiktok uh, over there yep facebook right there we have a facebook World we do Wide have a Facebook. web our facebook's popping is it popping it's popping yeah. i can't people people sleep on facebook we just had yeah. uh, some corporate meetings actually the other day and they were saying just in general don't sleep on facebook because you get you post stories on there and it just does a great job with their algorithm of just putting it in front of people's faces. Yeah, I mean, so many other things have came along since Facebook that it yeah. feels like Facebook is like the new MySpace, but yeah. not oh, at yeah. all. No. MySpace went by the wayside. Yeah, like people just stopped 
going on MySpace. There's still Facebook I mean, there's is just a still, demographic. There's yeah. a very specific demographic that goes on Facebook, but for sure, it's, it's definitely still popping out there. For sure, top of the hour. Apparently, I need to get my defense ready. I called yep. my lawyer in the commercial yep. break. I've got my you defense. Talk about pleading the fifth. Ready. You better, you better get ready. <laughs> Can I do that? Can I just sit out the segment? I, I plead the fifth. Yep. It'd make for bad radio. But, Not great. Uh, anyways. You want me to step in on your behalf? <laughs> I got my lawyer for that. I'm going to I'm gonna hold the phone up to the microphone. Uh, but we will speak with Emil Fragoso, our 49ers insider, who I rolled my eyes at, didn't realize that he could see me because mm. we could see each other. I, I just thought we could see him. I thought it was a, like a, those glasses like, like in the police thing. Yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah. Anyways, two-way, I guess it would be. Uh, he is our 49ers insider. We will talk to him top of the hour. But right now, do we have the intro? Are we playing the intro? Oh, now, you know what that means. On Zachariah and Watkins. Mm-hmm. I plead the fifth. Plead the fifth. Plead the fifth. Five. One, two, three, four, fifth. Anything you say, fifth. I always get confused. I want to go five, four, three, and, and one, two, three. It's five, one, two, three, four, five. Five, one, two, three, four, five. I'll remember that for next time. Uh, but right now, we were talking about random players that you love and i do think that that would be a fun segment Mm -hmm. chris i think we should do that anyways kenyon martin is on mine i don't know what part of my childhood he played in Mm -hmm. on those cincinnati teams but he just you were equally as in awe and scared of that guy and those teams and i think did he have the he blew out his knee right i hate to put a damper on it i can't remember kenyon martin from my experience with kenyon martin was him on those new jersey nets finals teams yes yes with the headband to uh, to denver as well yeah uh, he was great in denver yeah those denver teams are fun loved kenyon martin anyways i don't know i don't know where he's been but I haven't heard from him well, in a, a long son. time. He's got Kenyon Martin Jr. I did know that, yeah, but in yeah. terms of hearing from him, I haven't heard from him. He shows up on like some of the random like Showtime, like KG, and like you the, do all see the him sm- from he, here like, to there. Randomly, like okay. very randomly, pops up. Well, th- which apparently he did. I think here. he's doing yeah. the big three, maybe with the Ice Cube League. Yeah, he was he did that for a little. He yeah. wasn't that, but I mean, just in terms of hearing from, I think this yeah. is a perfect example of why we need to hear more from him. Show me. F- and 93 other people better than Russell Westbrook in the NBA. I'll wait. You got two people on the list that ain't played one NBA minute. How the are they better than Russ? <laughs> who is that? Who the, who the two? Wimby and Scoop. Oh, better than Russ? They got Russ 94, dog. Oh, they had what's name at 47. Wimby at 47. Are you That's me? That's crazy. That's crazy. Let's, come so on, man. Let's stop. So his preseason, so his summer league in his preseason was better than Russ last. Like, I, I, his last his career, his career. Like, get the f- out of here, man. I'm scared just listening well, to him. I think we got our he answer. He should be to a coach. Why, I think we uh, got our answer to why he's not heard from. <laughs> Well, that's just half terrestrial the words have to be. Have there to was be one censored. of those in there. I don't know if you heard it in the middle. It was like a five second bleep where I was just like, God. I don't even know what to do here. Yeah, no, I mean, he's scary just with his voice. He should be either like a drill sergeant or like a prison guard or a head coach. Or, I mean, he could do serious where you could say whatever you just want. scary. But, I mean, <laughs> I how do you feel? I don't think you and I have ever had a Russ discussion. Yeah. I would put Russ up there, speaking of random players that we love. How sure. about how about players that are most interesting to discuss? Polarizing. I, yeah, I feel like Russ has the biggest 
group of people that would either say he's tra- not trash, but overrated or yeah. not that good, or people that would say, obviously, Kenyon Martin is in the department of he's slept on and doesn't sure. get enough respect. Where do you stand? Uh, it kind of depends. What what are we talking about? Russ right now? Are we talking about Russ's career? His are we career. talking about even when he was in his prime? Like I think how his he was career. Covered? Yeah. Um, it Just feels overall like- as a player. It feels like with how the pendulum has swung so negatively to Russ now, mm-hmm. I would say he's probably properly rated at this time. Okay. Like, I think people have an So you were more down on him before? Um, yes. Than his public but perception. But I don't think, yeah, like, uh, yeah. I think when he was at his peak, it was way, the hype was way too high. Like, okay. he was incredibly inefficient. He was uh, not, I mean, he was busting his behind every single night and 100%. That's, that's what got nobody him gives more doubles. yep but it's not as someone who appreciates basketball mm-hmm. and like ball movement mm-hmm. and style of play mm-hmm. uh, and shooting you know, shoot <laughs> russell westbrook was not the most ideal character to win a nba finals with which i think has been bared out through, throughout his career i i just think that a lot of the time what makes him great is what also prevents him from from ultimately being one of the Expand best. Expand on that. I think it's just the fact that, again, he wants it so bad and he's maximized every single ounce of potential that he's got that it made him kind of – his mentality is very much like, I can do it myself. Oh, I'll do it. I'll he does do it, it in times when he shouldn't be and, doing it. Yeah, I mean, he just thinks he's a better player than he is, which, again, is what makes him so great. But huh. at the same time, it ends up hurting him because he's not willing to defer to others. And, you know, it's a problem that, that you know, you see it end up positive, positively sometimes with guys like Jimmy Butler, who mm-hmm. is, again, like he's better than what he, he thinks he is. Or in, But in he that can give the payout when it actually exactly. counts, whereas well, Russ can yeah. He'll pass the ball, and, and Russ, is, Russ is a little bit like mentally like Jimmy Garoppolo, where it's just sometimes like it's just like Brain what, fart, are, you, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. Like what in the worst moments, in, in the exact time when it's like, okay, we really need to get a good shot here. Russ is like, again, I got this. This mm-hmm. is on me. I can take my guy. I'll just run at the rim. And for the most part, it's like, dude, you've got Kevin Durant over there. Dude, you've got player X over there. And, you know, now I think he's underrated where he is at this current moment in time being a a minimum, a vet minimum deal. And, uh, you know, somebody who was a free agent and nobody wanted to to pick up. I think he's still got some value, especially for for teams that kind of need, frankly, a team like the Clippers. I think the Clippers is a great spot for him where if Kawhi or PG has to miss a game, guess who's ready to put that cape on? Russell Westbrook. Didn't he have a 30-point game in the playoffs last year? He did, yeah. No, he he played really well. Now, that's interesting. I've never heard it put like that, and I think that there's a lot of truth to it. I would say this. I think he's a fantastic player that needs shooters around him. And I think getting to the finals, getting close to getting to the finals again, when he had guys like Durant and Harden around him, I think he's unbelievably valuable, but he could never be the main guy. And yeah, yeah, I mean, the fact that he can't shoot and the fact that sometimes he tries to take over when he shouldn't are his flaws. But I think there's more 
more good to be said about him sure. than bad, certainly. Yeah. I just didn't know Kenya Martin was such a damn fan. And now I'm scared. I want to leave. I, I, I'm afraid that Kenya Martin's going to be waiting for me in the parking lot. I don't want any of that. <laughs> Coming up next, apparently it's time for me to eat crow. But Uh-oh. I got my lawyer Maybe in Emil tow. won't remember. I Maybe he won't remember. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he will. Uh, Emil Fragoso, our Sacktown Sports Insider for the San Francisco 49ers, will join us. We will discuss the loss to the Browns. You're listening to Chris Watt and Zachariah, Sacktown Sports, 1140.